coming up. She was actually contacted by another person out in Utah. And that person tells her that she has her $38,000 sitting in her bank account. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. A February report from the FTC revealed more people than ever are falling prey to romance scammers, losing $547 million in 2021 alone. The scammers draw people in using fake pictures. A little over a year ago, a woman from Duluth, Georgia, met a man online who called himself David Smart. This scammer, David Smart, was able to create a relationship. The woman told police that she developed a friendship with Smart. But as it turns out, all was not as it seemed. They have multiple victims and they're using multiple bank accounts to funnel money from one victim to the next. Liza Lucas is a reporter for 11 Alive in Atlanta. Liza, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So Liza, this story all starts when a woman from Duluth, Georgia meets a man online. How did they end up connecting? Well, like so many romances, friendships these days, they went online. And I have to say, there's not a whole lot of details in terms of which site or the timing, but we know they corresponded about a year and a half. And for all intensive purposes, this woman is in her 70s. um, And basically, she met this man online who referred to himself as David Smart. What kinds of details did this man, David Smart, tell this woman about himself? Police say they were speaking for about a year, year and a half in length. And what this woman, this victim out of Duluth, understood him to be was a general in the U.S. military, off, far away, serving in Afghanistan. So they never met in person. This was all an online correspondence, a lot of back and forth. And over this time, Duluth police basically said that this person was able to really start and cultivate a relationship. So there was a lot of correspondence. Again, they never met beyond just interacting online, but obviously that foundation was laid by this so-called David Smart. Smart claimed to be a general in the U.S. military serving in Afghanistan. And at some point in this year and a half, this person calling himself David Smart asked this woman for money for $9,000, right? That's right. And it's not clear. And we don't believe that that $9,000 was ever handed over. But that kind of smaller sum led to the ask for a bigger sum. So that $9,000, according to police, was really meant to cover fees for a bank transfer. David apparently needed some help when it came to getting some money in hand. He said he was waiting for a fee, a transfer to take place, and he needed her to just kind of cover him in the meantime. In the meantime, their conversations also continued, and then others started popping up online claiming to be Smart's family, and they basically contacted her saying that he was in a coma, and they asked her to wire $38,000 to help out, and they informed her that they would basically pay her back, and she actually did that. And they actually sent her some checkbooks to kind of cover the cost. So you can kind of see how those layers start to unfold. So at this point, this woman is fully buying that David Smart is real and that the people she's hearing from are are actual friends and relatives. I think specifically there was a son and a foster mother that, that reached out. 
right? So all sorts of personalities kind of start popping up, coming out of the word works, claiming to be his family. And she actually, till this day, really believes David Smart does in fact exist. And she thinks that these scammers are these other people that started popping up on the side, um, which is kind of an interesting twist. But yes, she started getting approached. She believes him to be um, in a coma and she ends up wiring that $38,000 just to try and help out. At what point does this woman start to suspect that this might not all be real, that she might be being scammed? This is the twist that you rarely hear about. She was actually contacted by another person out in Utah and that person tells her that she has her $38,000 sitting in her bank account. That person, please tell us, was actually another victim. And it was this idea of being a money mule. So these scammers come in and they they take money from one victim and they transfer it to another to kind of satisfy their terms with them. And on and on it goes until ultimately it ends in a offshore account or something of that nature. So it was kind of this pyramid-style scam this victim out in Utah realized that she had been scammed. She sees this $38,000 and tips off our victim in Duluth. So that's the incredible part is that money is actually found. What ends up happening with that money, with that $38,000, once this other woman reaches out and investigators get involved? What happens next is they have to go through a lot of regulatory hurdles. Police tell us that they were actually tipped off about the case through Wells Fargo, through the bank itself. Um, there was concerns about elder financial abuse, and a case was opened on that end. So police and the bank had to verify that the story coming out of Utah was indeed uh, correct and legitimate before that money actually was able to be transferred back to our victim in Duluth. But it was really wild circumstance. You never hear about people getting their money back, but it was because of the swift action of the bank working with police that they were able to make that happen. So where does the investigation into this stand at this point? Have investigators been able to track down whoever the scammers are? No, unfortunately, they just have no idea who this David Smart person or persona could be. At this point, we don't know who this David Smart is. Right now, all we have is that we were able to, you know, get her money back. And for really all intents and purposes, the case is kind of closed here in Duluth. The happy ending being that the $38,000 is returned back to the victim. Again, she really thinks to this day that David Smart is a real individual and that the other people that were kind of popping up and claiming to be his family members, those were the scammers. But right now, there's no indication of who David Smart is or is not. And really, police are not spending any more resources in terms of looking for him because just the way the network of these scams are set up and the countless victims, they say this is just really widespread. And that is what makes these investigations all the more difficult. And while working on this story, you found that not only are cases like this difficult to solve, they're also pretty common. They, they hit a record high in 2021, as you reported. Tell us about that. How common are scams like this? Yes. So people are just losing money all the time now. Now, we kind of categorize them broadly as romance scammers. In this case, the woman kind of indicated it was more of a friendship. They'd never really met. But just broadly speaking, this idea of romance scammers is really on the rise more than ever. And the FTC is saying that Back in 2021, just this past year, people lost 
$547 million alone. And they're doing exactly what kind of happened in this case. They're drawing people in using fake pictures and building false IDs. And they always give a reason not to meet in person, but eventually that ask for money, that ask for money is really the tip off that something is not right. Scams like this are certainly not new, but they do keep happening. What else should people be looking out for if they want to avoid falling victim? Well, I think what police will tell you is that a lot of times we're not really sure how often this is happening, either because it's not reported, because people aren't coming forward, maybe for fear of embarrassment. But obviously, this is happening quite prevalently when we talk about the the broad scope. So police locally, they really feel like this is happening a lot more often than they hear. And they just really want people to be aware of who they're talking to online may not always be as it seems. And we've said it time and time again, be careful of who you're sending money to. You know, if you're not sure, consult a friend, confide in someone nearby that can kind of help walk you through it. And of course, anytime this happens, go straight to police. Liza Lucas with 11 Alive in Atlanta. Thanks for sharing the story. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever it is you're listening right now. If you have a second, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. And if you're looking for something else to listen to, you can head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. Reed Redmond.